Hello and welcome to Barbatos Catholic Podcast, the show where three Mexican dads talk about faith, life, and culture. We are your hosts, Gustavo, Ivan, and Walter. And today we are going to talk about the Sermon of Spirits. But first, a word from our sponsor. Guys, are you looking for a nice gift for your wife or for your mom? Is your daughter celebrating her birthday or First Holy Communion soon? Be sure to check out Telos Art for a beautiful selection of saint medals and heirloom jewelry. Celebrate the people you love with a timeless gift, one that is both functional and sentimental. Jewelry can mark a special moment or occasion and can be a reminder of that event each time that it's worn. A medal mom wears now can be passed down to future generations. And you can feel good about shopping at this family-owned business because Catholic jewelry from Telos Art is inspired by truth, goodness, and beauty. Telos Art is the place to find unique miraculous medals, vintage jewelry, and one-of-a-kind designs that are sure to inspire and delight your loved ones. Find out more information at telosartshop.com. That's T-E-L-O-S artshop.com. Use discount code BARBATUS at checkout to get 20% off any purchase. And now, to the show. And we're back. Hello. Thank you for being here with us. We are happy that you are here. Um, and uh, How happy are we? Very happy. I'm ecstatic. Static. I'm giddy. You're giddy. <laughs> You're ridiculous is what you are. Um, I had a really good uh, topic for banter, but now it escapes me. Gosh, you probably should have talked about that before exactly. we started recording. Yeah. <laughs> have you guys um, watched the new uh, Pixar movie, Luca? No. You I, haven't watched it yet? I've seen clips of it because we try to show Lily, but she is interested for like the first five minutes. And then she remembers that she has to go jump off something. So yeah. she'll that completely abandon Priorities. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The premise is kind of weird because it's like, a sea monster that after it goes out of the water becomes human. So like it becomes like a human boy. Um, and um, it's kind of funny because Maya Rudolph and Jim Gaffigan do the voices of the parents. Of oh, the really? Kid. Yeah. So it's, it's kind of funny. And there are like a bunch of like Italian slang and Italian pop music. In the soundtrack, that is really cool, and like the the main one of the main things that the characters want to do is like buy a Vespa to like explore the world. It doesn't get any more Italian than trying to <laughs> buy a Vespa, right? <laughs> Which, in a way, is like is that a cliche? It, I mean, it is. I mean, look at Coco and Los de los Muertos. I know, I know. That's what <laughs> I'm saying. Like everybody can call, um, you know, foul. Foul play because like oh, well, wait is Maya Rudolph and Jim Gaffigan Italian? No, no. Jim Gaffigan, so. I think, is like German oh, Irish. Okay. Maya Rudolph. Because you know how Irish. usually when they get like if they're making a film about I don't look like, at like a certain culture, they always get like either Hispanic or, or Latin. I mean, basically, they are sea monsters, and I don't think Maya Rudolph and Jim Gaffigan. But are doesn't it take place in Italy? Yeah, it does. Yeah, oh, okay. Porto Rosso. So um. Yeah, it's it's very funny. Watch it if you haven't. For those that don't have kids, you 
probably would still enjoy it. Um, but anyways, it just made me want to eat a lot of pasta and, uh, you know, gelato and all that um, delicious food. Which in a way, if you think about it, is a lot like Mexican culture. Is like the Italian nonas are going to be mm -hmm. like trying to feed you or like force feed you. If and, you, and if you say no, it's like a big slap in the face. Seriously. At, at one part of the story, they're like trying to act like humans. So they um, they see two fishermen that are yelling at another like a boat that is driving so fast. It's like, what's the matter with you, a stupido? <laughs> so now they just repeat that phrase to everybody. And they repeat that phrase to two grandmas. And they get slapped <laughs> with like an umbrella and, uh, and, uh, and a handbag. So that has nothing to do with the topic that we are going to talk about today. I was going to see where's the, if he's going to like add in a segue to, I know from going to pasta to what we're going to be talking about today, but I would have been epic. You're losing your touch. I know. I, um, I was listening to the season finale, uh, of season one and that segue was pretty good. It's like, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I'm losing my touch. I should have. I should have. That's what happens when we take time off. You know, know. you ever you ever come back to We're school rusty. after vac after summer vacation and you forgot how to write? Like, yeah, you don't know how to write. You're back when we use pens and pencils, kids. You know, <laughs> um, I would come back from from vacation and I would my hand would be like all weird and tense. Like your muscles are like trying to get used yeah, to how you I, grab the pencil. I hadn't, I hadn't held a pencil in three months. So you you're know? trying to write your name, Gustavo G. Yeah. <laughs> or, or, or like, or like the lines are all squiggly because my hand is like shaking because it's all tense. Yeah, that that used to happen to me when I would come back from vacation a lot. You know, um, um, to me it would happen the opposite when I was in college. Finals was like super stressful, like all nighters. And exams and all that, and then when I was done with exams and um and and presentations and and projects, and I didn't have anything to do, I would get sick mm. because my body was like, okay, he's not stressed anymore. This is the time that we strike, so he can actually rest. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, so it would be very very weird, like. In the summer and in December, I would get sick invariably after finals. It was very random. Um, I get sick for a different reason. <laughs> Just celebrate. Well, yeah, there, there, there's that. Um, but anyway, let's see if we can make sense out of this episode. Um, we are getting into... Season two, and as you heard in in the intro of the episode, we are going to talk about um, the sermon of spirits, and the reason why we want to uh, talk about um, this topic this week is because um, a few days ago it was uh, Saint Ignatius of Loyola's uh, feast day, and he basically wrote the book literally on the sermon of spirits. Mm -hmm. He, um, he took a, um, a cannonball to the leg because he was a military man 
And part of his conversion was that in the place where he was recovering from um, from those wounds, the only two books that they had available was The Life of Christ and The Life of the Saints. So he read and reread all of these, and, and he realized that the actual glory was living for Christ and becoming a saint and not like what he was after in, in terms of like military glory. Mm-hmm. So he becomes a priest and uh, I, 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 I don't know like a lot about Ignatius uh, temperament, but he strikes me like a very um, type A kind of personality, yeah. very um, meticulous very process-oriented, so I can really relate with him, and and you can probably tell if you have listened to <laughs> to the podcast um, that um, he he is he was very aware of all of the things that were happening in his spiritual life, and and he would document all of those things, um, and in his spiritual writings, he um, basically. Um, recorded his experience in a way that um, it served as um, religious exercises. That's what was he called it when he was starting um, the um, the Company of Jesus or the, the Jesuits with uh, Francis Xavier and mm-hmm. Bonaventure and all of those good guys from the the OGs that were roommates in college in France and whatnot. So the I have to also say that I'm a big fanboy of Father Timothy Gallagher, OMB, of the Oblates of the Virgin Mary. Um, and this religious community is super cool. They're dedicated to retreats and spiritual formation according to the spiritual exercises. And Father Timothy Gallagher has a podcast as well on the discernment of spirits. And um, and this is part of like a bigger platform that they have. It's called Discerning Hearts. Check it out. They have a whole bunch of stuff in there on top of uh, uh, Discernment of Spirits. And uh, Father Gallagher also has a plethora of books about the exam prayer and uh, Discernment of Spirits for uh, couples, Discernment of Spirits for, um, you know, it's almost like, chicken soup for the soul of the teenager and things mm-hmm. like that. Well, you know, not the Catholic version, the Catholic version, but, you know, maybe not that pop, but, you know, to, to some extent, he has, he has riffed off um, the Sermon of Spirits in, in a number of ways. Well, when we say the Sermon of Spirits, it, it sounds a little bit dramatic, right? Mm-hmm. But it's not really that like it's a very ordinary thing um basically i guess if we want to make it more simplistic in our walk of faith of faith we're going to have ups and downs like everything we're going to have good days bad days and discernment of spirits can help us identify where we are and act accordingly um and we have from scripture that that just man falls seven times a day so um how do we get up and keep going basically it's it's a tool that we can have in our tool belt to improve our awareness um our understanding 
and our actions, um, which are three main things that we need to work on. Awareness, understanding, and action. So keep keep that in mind uh, as we move forward with the with the with the content. So Ignatius talks about the good spirit and the bad spirit. So the good spirit is going to refer to to the Holy Spirit um, moving in us, and the bad spirit refers to the enemy. So that's another important concept. I'm just laying the the foundation mm -hmm. for for going into the rules. Um, and in our day-to-day, -day, if we are aware of these two forces at play, then, then we can start understanding how both of them manifest in our lives. Things like sadness, anxiety, lies, and, and obstacles in our lives are things that the bad spirit brings. And, and then on the opposite side of that, we have joy, peace, truth, and removal of obstacles, which come from, um, from the good spirit. Um, we need to understand that it is not our strength, but God's strength that will do this in our lives. And, and we just need to look at all the others that have done it, uh, namely the, the, the community of saints. Um, so far, so good. Mm -hmm. Ivan, Gustavo? Yep. Okay. Cool. So those are, this is um, kind of oversimplified because we also want to be sensitive with time. I don't, we could probably do several different, a series of episodes on this, but it's just like, if we were going to do a primer super quick on, on the 14 rules of the Sermon of Spirits according to Ignatius of Loyola, let's just try to go one by one and um, feel free to chime in if if you have any comment on this so the first rule um it it it, it frames it in kinds of, kinds of like um in kind of like a situational um role play almost kind of uh setting basically it talks about a a person who is away from the church who is far from god uh, filling the imagination with images of sensual pleasures, then the good spirit stings and bites in order to make the one change. Um, kind of having this this lingering questions: uh, Are you proud of the way that you are living? So, um, this biting of the of the conscience of like the inner voice that tells you like you could be doing better or, or this doesn't feel right that is a good sign it it is like the sparks like the beginnings of someone who wants to come back to god and and recognizing um that like maybe that is you who are listening that that you you realize you know what this thing that i did that was a little bit dishonest that wasn't right and i need to do mm -hmm. i need to make it right so that's the first um, rule of the Sermon of Spirits. You need to be aware of that, the stinging um, in in um, in the consciousness. Consciousness? Mm -hmm. That's the word, right? Jiminy Cricket, essentially. Jiminy Cricket, is, thank you. I was trying to pulling think. pulling at your strings a little bit. That's what I can relate it to. Yes. Just mm -hmm. give me a little whistle. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
rule two. Sorry, my Siri just went off. <laughs> I was wondering, like, if you, you played a video. Like, Not right now, Siri. You're watching YouTube? <laughs> I'm in the middle of this. Are you asking Siri, what are the 14 rules of exactly. the of spirits? Who is Siri? Who's Timothy Gallagher? <laughs> Siri, who's Jiminy Cricket? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Rule number two. A person who is moving towards God, um, then the enemy tries to bite to this hardened um, the good spirit eases the obstacle. So this is um, kind of like the the opposite side of, of the example, right? This is someone who's already making that move towards God. Then what is going to happen is that the enemy or the bad spirit is going to try to discourage mm -hmm. that person from achieving that um, closeness to God. Um, that's when obstacles happen. That's when... Um, Temptation. Temptation. Yeah. Um, the, all of those um, things that, that we recognize, like, man, being Catholic doesn't make your life easier. If anything, it just makes it a little bit more complicated. Um, I, I think a lot of people can relate to that, you know, because the it's a common theme. The closer you get to God, the more you're living your faith fervently the more attacks you're going to get. It's it's like the devil doesn't like it, essentially. The yeah. devil doesn't want you to have a relationship with Christ. Um, so he'll put that little nibble in your ear. Yeah. It's like prayer rosary. Watch The Office. Yeah, you know, it, it, it can it can. <laughs> what be, do you want to do? It can be a little uh, um, obvious uh, like that sometimes. Mm -hmm. But like... Like in my case, when I started growing in my faith, mm -hmm. um, like in, 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 intellectually, that I really started like diving into books. I was um, a lot more intentional about reading up on the saints, about getting a holy hour, yeah, doing those things, you know, com committing to, it was right after the retreats and stuff that we went through. Mm -hmm. um, suddenly at work, I got like promoted. You know, so I had like people under me and I was yeah. in charge of people. So that kind of like grew my ego on the wrong side in, uh, in, in some cases. Okay. You know, because I was like feeling too good about myself. Well, that's the, you the, know what I mean? You have the, the, the chance to, the, the temptation to be like, it's the gospel of prosperity, prosperity mm -hmm. right? Um, where, you know, on the other extreme of that, you would have like the the problem of evil. Like, why do bad things happen to good people? Mm -hmm. Very devout people that have a lot of tragedy mm -hmm. in their lives. You could see it as both. So they yeah, are definitely that is. You start to see like the fruit of your closeness to God when you're you're living um, to the potential of like what you are created to become. Correct. But yeah, it's it's very easy to fall into like look at what i did exactly instead of what god allowed me to to uh, do to do you yeah. know or or how can i use this new skill set or this new position at work to better myself better the people that i am in charge of instead mm -hmm. of thinking wow look at me i'm super great you know right 
oh, awesome, I got a raise. Oh, that's great. You know, I'm not saying that specifically about me, but if you find yourself in that situation, that's where the discernment comes in. You know, because there, there, every action has, and a, a deacon used to tell this to me, you know, he would say, every decision that you make in your life, you're picking up a God flag or you're picking up the devil's flag, you know? Oh, that's very Ignatius as well. He yeah. He the two standards, right? Correct. And and that's that's on a daily basis, you know, whether it's like watching the office or praying the rosary or, mm. well, watch the office after the rosary, you know? Things or don't watch the office and do something else, or so that's the sermon, and and it's wherever anybody is at that specific time. You know, yeah. God doesn't want us to not watch the office or have those moments of leisure, but it has to be well ordered and well balanced. That's yeah. what I think, and that's where the sermon comes in because as humans, we're just going to want the the sweet, right? Yeah. We just want the sweet. Gotta have a salad every once in a while. As much as I don't like to admit it, I don't like, I'm not a salad guy. I know I have to eat him. I mean, you if know? you cover it with blue cheese crumble. Correct, and dressing. And, and or ranch. you could just be Ron Swanson. <laughs> since I am a rabbit, no thank you. <laughs> no, since I'm not a rabbit, no thank you. Exactly. Um, so, sorry sorry to derail you, but no, I think. No, 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 I think for, it's good. When we first started talking about the topic of the sermon spirits, I gotta be honest, I, it's a little foreign to me because I haven't read the book but the more I started like getting into just listening to it prepping for the show and stuff like that it's pretty much about decision making and letting the spirit illuminate you you know that's a very simplistic way of putting it I know there's a lot more to it and we will get to it but it's about making good use of of the virtue of um, prudence prudence thank you so much it's like TED Talks for Catholic spirituality. Mm -hmm. There you go. Yeah. Welcome to my TED Talk. Mm. <laughs> You've read Atomic Habits, right? Mm -hmm. By James Clear. I, I didn't read it. I listened to the, to the, well, yeah, uh, the audio book. Same thing. But well, me too. I, you know what? I grasp things better when I read them. So I feel like I, I, yeah. I need to, to read either it. listen to it again or I need to read it. Well, in like a secular form, James Clear talks about um, habit stacking. He's very mm -hmm. into like habits. So what he says is that every decision that you make, you're casting a vote towards the person that you want to become. Mm -hmm. So if you want to be a healthy person, you um, start casting votes towards um, eating healthy and exercising and uh, going to sleep at a decent time and, and all of those things that align with that lifestyle. Well, we could make the case for if you want to become a saint, you need to cast votes towards the lifestyle that defines sainthood which is closeness to god so um that's good i i i like it let's see um rules three and four kind of go together uh, rule three goes um it talks about consolation consolation is is basically a search in the heart is reassurance from god um consolation are the moments where you are at your mountaintops with with god like what you mentioned that like right after retreat that you have like this retreat high mm -hmm. you're like i'm gonna set the word on, on the world on fire not word on fire please uh, bishop baron don't don't sue us <laughs> um 
and uh and you know and in those kind of um moments that you have like when when you have the gift of tears after you receive communion or what have you um and then rule four is going to be desolation which is exactly the opposite this uh, there is this heaviness um less energy for prayer and and a real obstacle to to this spiritual life so both of those things are a reality in in our spiritual life so just knowing a name for those two um at least for me it has helped me to identify to say you know what i feel very close to god i got this consolation uh, and, and and you know consolation can be very ephemeral and 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 you can go from consolation to desolation like in a in a flip on a dime i don't know is that the idiom i probably butchered it i think so yeah um i'm really bad with idioms you will learn that um english as a second language people i know um so it can be little things like you know mateo is starting to to giggle you know so mm -hmm. those like little things that um you see i'm like hi mijo que chulo que se ríe no um but then you know he wakes up at like two three in the morning and diana's like can you give him a bottle because i just laid him down and i'm like uh, <laughs> i want to sleep um and and now all of a sudden it's not that cute um that not that's not necessarily desolation but um you know desolation for me would be like when when we would take all the kids to mass and they behave horribly mm -hmm. they're like lord we are trying like we want to bring all the kids to mass but today was like a complete shit show you know <laughs> it's like you call me to be fruitful fruitful yeah. but come on man like help me out of it yeah like give me a break um but you know you need to show up and 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 put in the hours and uh, you know and just push through With, which is exactly rule five. Um, so, so we know that consolation are uh, mountaintops, desolations are like, you know, down in, in the pits. Uh, rule five says that in times of desolation, never make a change to your spiritual life's plan. Mm -hmm. So if you kind of had like a loosely put together rule of life to say, I don't know. I'm going to pray 15 minutes every day. And, uh, you know, I'm going to fast on Fridays or at least abstain from meat. And, uh, you know, we're going to do a family rosary or, or what I'm going to do the, the liturgy of the hours or whatever you have. And it, it, you get to a point of desolation where you're like, I feel God so far in my life this is not working, I'm going to stop praying. Mm -hmm. That is what Ignatius says, is don't, don't make any changes. Well, Mother Teresa had that years of desolation. Almost two-thirds of her life. <laughs> Correct. And she didn't veer. That's a perfect example of, of point five. And she didn't veer. She kept doing exactly what God called her to do. And it's, how do you do that? You know, in terms of, Because she didn't hear or she didn't feel, from what I remember. Yeah, that is, she had dryness. no consolation. It was a dryness. Saint Teresa Lisieux had the same thing that she didn't. She doubted like the existence of God, towards the end of mm -hmm. her life, 
which is kind of scary to, to be like that is like the last stage that the soul is going to reach saint john of the cross talks about that as well with the uh, the dark knight of the soul mm -hmm. which sounds like a movie about batman but it's not really it sounds like a movie of batman that uh christopher nolan should have directed right that dark knight of the soul mm -hmm. uh maybe ivan we should we should make that movie yeah i'm just saying deal um rule number six um turn to when that happens turn to prayer examine what's happening and then um have small gestures of suitable penance um so what ignatius tells us here is um you know i don't remember which is the saint that has this quote that says like when um we should pray uh 30 minutes every day but when we don't have time to pray we should pray one hour mm -hmm. uh, so this is this this was the other way around right Or pray, like pray 30 minutes if you don't have time. If you do have time, you should pray an hour. Something like that. We'll find a quote. Exactly. But the, the point being that we need to lean on prayer and examine um, what is what happening and, and basically presenting all of these things that we are going through um, to God. And, and, and one of the ways that we can go back um, on, the, on the right path would be Um, doing small gestures of, of penance. Um, you know, maybe you give up uh, watching The Office or buying that cold brew from um, your favorite coffee shop um, or passing uh, on dessert, um, things like that, that um, will make you say no to these little things So then you can rely on God. I, I feel like, um, based on my personal experience of Exodus 90, um, that is very, that is a very extreme case of like when you strip most comfort, um, like the adult pacifiers, which are like TV, social media, things like that, you have nothing else to lean on <laughs> other than, than God, right? So when, when you try to find that comfort, um, your comfort is in God. And that's where we should go for instead of numbing ourselves uh, with other things that are not God. Um, and um, I think we already covered this, but rule seven, you can go, you can get through desolation. Um, so even if you are experiencing desolation, You can go through it. Um, of course, there are going to be extreme cases like we already mentioned, Mother Teresa. But for the most part, um, hopefully we don't have to go like a number of decades through desolation. But it, eventually, by leaning on prayer, by leaning on, on penance, uh, we'll, we'll get through it. Um, rule number eight, desolation will pass and consolation will return. So it's kind of like um, ups and downs, like, like we said. Um, rule nine, it, it talks about three reasons why God allows us to go through desolation. So, th so there, there are reasons why it's not just because. Um, the first one would be to see changes that we need to make. Mm -hmm. um, the second one would be to grow 
and the ability to resist desolation. And the third would be to keep us from complacency and self-satisfaction. So basically to keep us humble in the spiritual life. Um, so this is a very like um, internal castle kind of Teresa of Avila um, kind of spirituality, like um, the the um, um, what you call it, the internal life. Is that what that's what it's called? The, um, la vida interior. I was trying to to translate directly. Inner yeah, your, life, your internal inner life, life, your inner life, inner life. Um, that is not just um. What it, what it, what is happening in um you know in your soul in the movements of your soul, um, so make make changes. We we need to be aware of what we need to change. Um, I, I guess it's like getting out of your comfort zone, right? Right. Maybe God allows that to. to it's kind of like a kick in the like. Well, that mm -hmm. doesn't kick us, but well, no, it's like if it's, we put a fire under. Yeah, you know, you got to be vigilant. You can't just be complacent. Is that kind of like going down that path? You know, because he, if we need to make changes, it's because we're getting soft, essentially, or we're getting like too complacent, or we're like, okay, yeah, I'm praying enough. But there's always more that can get us towards sainthood. You know, and I think that's kind of like what happens when you spend nine months in a cave. Right, because yeah. you're, you're like detached from everything, you're solely dependent on God, and even even in that point, what happens if you come out of the cave at month ten and you feel this desolation? But at least you are aware of it. Mm -hmm. It's the awareness part that I think yes. most of us miss the mark on, because especially in our culture that it's so like instant gratification. The moment something doesn't go our way, it's like We blame it on God or we blame it. Oh, why did this, uh, why did I get this life or why am I being tested like this? You know, it's always like we put it like on God. Yeah. You know, it's like, what, what can you do? What do you have available to you? Or what do you need to learn? Or, uh, yeah, exactly. What can you take from this experience that will make you better, make you holier or prevent that from happening again? Yeah, and I think also the, we have talked about it, uh, um, not uh, not on air, but you know, there's that sense of like, should I be doing more? Is there is there something more than I could do? Like, with our families, volunteering in the parish, getting involved in, you know, like a board of directors of some Catholic mm -hmm. organization, things like that. So complacency for sure is going to be uh, one of the things that we need to battle. Um, the rule, the next rule is going to be number 10. It says in times of consolation, take strength for desolation. Um, and, um, a, a pro tip that we have, uh, for this one would be to build a Catholic memories catalog, which we have an episode of, I think it's episode 12, season one. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, we'll put a, a link to to the episode in the show notes as well, so you can check it out. So when you are on those mountaintops, 
um, document it, <laughs> write it down, uh, remember how you felt, and 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 go back to to those moments because you know uh, the feeling that that you had in in those mountaintops with God, and you know that it is possible that He'll He'll take you there again. Um, rule eleven is very simple: humble in consolation, trusting in desolation. Um, it, the fact that it is simple doesn't mean that it is um, easy. Um, being humble in consolation is uh, uh, we're gonna have to fight pride, like Gustavo said. Uh, when everything is going well, we tend to forget somehow mm -hmm. uh, to some extent that you know maybe we are this good because um, God is allowing us for us to to be doing that good and in desolation uh, we need to trust that we will get out of that um, desolation um, provided that we we realize what changes we need to make um, how how we grow in the ability to resist that desolation and uh, moving out of complacency. Um, rule number 12, resist the enemy's, enemy's temptation right at the very beginning um, because that's when it's the easiest. And I thought that this was easier said than done mm -hmm. um, because there's always going to be... Um, times where it is going to be easier to resist uh, temptations than others. I don't know about you too, but when I am tired or hungry or stressed, it's it's very easy to like um lean on lean on habitual sin, uh, especially anger. I think it's one of the things that I struggle the most with to just like start uh Screaming like a lunatic and losing my temper, you know. Start punching something. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> kicking dogs or something. I, I remember something about that. Kicking dogs. Kicking yeah. the dog he doesn't have. <laughs> yeah, we have talked about that. <laughs> Just Oliver wants a beagle. I'm like, I'm beagle. <laughs> It's too weak when I kick him. We need a bigger dog. Yeah. <laughs> But then not too big that he might bite like, me turn on me. Yeah. So we're not getting a pit bull. Yeah, exactly. I'm not getting a pit bull. Maybe like a like a labradoodle or something like that. Anyways. But resisting the temptation right at the very beginning, which is going to take time and practice to do this and just to be like, nope, not today, Satan. Not today. Yeah, you need to catch yourself. And again, that's awareness. where the awareness comes in. And how do you get awareness? Well, you need to Recognize. practice it. And, and we do that stuff all day long, every day, right? I mean, we just got to make sure that there's cues that we're like, oh, there, there it goes. That's the red flag. Yeah. And the examine prayer helps a lot with this. It kind of goes hand in hand. It's, again, it's part of Jesuit spirituality that um, Ignatius was asking of anyone who would be part of the Jesuits actually need to do it like at midday at, uh, at mm -hmm. noon and then at the end of the day so you go like maybe five six hours and then you do your examine of how you're doing midday 
um, and then um, the rest of of the day and uh, from from noon until the time that you retired to sleep. So um, that's that, tricky for me. I gotta be honest. I I'm not good at the examine. I try. I do like a modified version as my head is hitting the pillow, <laughs> trying to recount these and with the examine. If you're aware of it, it's not only like recounting the shortcomings, but it's also giving thanks for your blessings that you had all that day. So it's a little bit of both in how you can um, adjust the following day to not commit the same faults yeah. as, as you did before. Um, there's this great prayer that I'll, I'll we'll put it on the show notes as well, that again, if you don't have like... Let's work our way towards that. I think the examine is it's essential for Catholic men, uh, for everybody, actually. Um, but if you struggle like me, I lean on prayers a lot, and I lean on like little prayer books and stuff like that, and even on apps uh, like Hallow and things like that. Uh, so that little prayer is pretty short. You can pray it right at the end of the day, and at least it gives you some accountability with the, with the big guy. Yeah, uh, Hallow has a really good um, examination of conscience prayer if you want to check it out. Um, there's also a quote from like Socrates that says that uh, an unexamined life is not worth living or something like that. Mm. So um, I was like, don't don't just like lose. Um, there's so much richness in the day to day. That can happen, and sometimes we just like completely forget things that happen because yeah. we're just so busy doing all these other things. So maybe if you can write one thing that you are grateful for that mm -hmm. day, and one thing that you could have done better to grow closer to God in that day, that could be like a good beginning to to do that. I I think that I had like a a rolling um, Google document. Where I had like my, um, my exam, uh, ex examination of conscience for every day, but you know, it started like first a paragraph and then a couple sentences and then like a couple words, and then I stopped doing it. Um, it it's not, it's definitely a habit. You need you need to to keep it up doing it in order for for it to, for so you reap the benefits. Mm -hmm. Um. We'll link uh, some resources to to that. Okay, number 13. We're almost there. Do not be alone in a time of desolation. And I think that um, this is key for anybody, but especially for men. Um, I think that we are very prone to wanting to white-knuckle all of our situations that when, when things get rough and, and not reaching out to be like, I am going to power through this problem by myself. I don't need nobody because, you know, asking for help is a sign of weakness. But in reality, it, well, at least in this spiritual life, um, we've talked about the, the importance of brotherhood. And again, we'll link that uh, that episode in in the show notes um go ahead ivan no i was just gonna say like this is a uh, one that just really resonates with me because 
I mean, yeah, like when you're when you're down, and then when you're down by yourself, it's just getting out of that hole, mm-hmm. back into you know, in the light of Christ, into that consolation. Like it's very hard to do it by yourself. Um, and with me, it, it it was like that. Like I I was exposed to pornography when I was re- really really young. I mean, if I could maybe like six seven years old. So I struggled with it growing up and it got to the point where, you know, like you don't want that for your life, you know? Mm-hmm. So like I, you know, I had to, you know, it, t- it took me a long time to realize, but like, I, you know, like I can't do this by myself. I'm not going to, you know, stop doing this by myself. So, you know, I know that Walter has helped me a lot with it. I use this app called Covenant Eyes. Mm-hmm. They're not a sponsor. Maybe they could be. Yeah. <laughs> Matt friend, if you're listening. Exactly. Um, so like I asked Walter if he could be my accountability partner and he's, I think Walter and my wife have like passwords on my phone where if, if I'm trying to, like if I'm trying to go to a website, it won't let me go on it because it's, it's blocking it. Yeah. So it's, it, you know, it's, I've taken steps like that to, mm-hmm. to really help me. Concrete steps. Exactly. You know, tangible things. You know, and sometimes, you know, we might think that, you know, yeah, like I can do this by myself or. You know, I don't want to show that I'm weak and I'm going to ask for help, but that's not really the the right mindset to have because I can't save myself. Well, the, well, that's the devil, right? I mean, absolutely putting those doubts in your ear and, and making you feel like you're less than if you ask for help, if you lean on somebody. It's also pride. It, yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. So, you know, the- or fear or like insecurity, all of the things, you know, that it says that the evil spirit, because the good spirit is going to give you joy, the opposite peace. of that, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Thanks for sharing that, Ivan. That's mm-hmm. awesome. And it's really important. You know, I think it's uh, the, the discernment of our weaknesses, which is going to be the following point here you know we need to identify those vulnerabilities yeah and be upfront about it take it to the priest take it to confession again you don't have to do it we don't have to do it by ourselves you know um bishop baron gives some cool tips for for somebody that's discerning you know whether that's like discerning your your vocation discerning a, a professional move in your in your career mm-hmm priesthood whatever um daily mass it's a must as often as you can get it in his spiritual director is crucial to help you navigate some of these more complex items uh in life that you don't feel that you have the capacity to to face it alone um and perpetual adoration you know sometimes it's just good to go and and bask in in the glow of God. Yeah. And tell him, what do you want from me? You know, what can I do today? Also ask him, show me where I have exactly. the wounds. Or mm-hmm. it hurts here, you know, you're going to the divine physician. Mm-hmm. We need to know our vulnerable points. We need to be humble enough to recognize that we have those blind spots. And I mean, we need to do something about it. So, um, Yeah. I I think that's a a good place to to end it. Uh, for now, that's definitely a, a, a very rich uh, topic. But um, this is a good 
first uh, try at it. Yeah, that uh, was a good conversation. I, one one last point here, where uh, thinking about the the sermon of spirits, um, you know, we got to really think about which path will lead me to greater love of God and greater love of neighbor. Now it's like Father Mike Schmidt uh, puts it as like doors. It's like the sermon is like having four doors. It's like the first one is this a good door? Uh, is this a door I can open? You know, so is this decision actually something I can do? Uh, is this a wise door? You know, is this the best door for me at this moment in my life? And is this a door that I want? So we'll link uh, to that video because that, that kind of like helped me uh, uh, con contextualize it a little bit more because I said I was a little foreign to the topic and now I'm completely intrigued. You know, you. but I any door that we, that, that we pick, just remember that God is going to be behind that door, you know, but we have to make decisions. We have to take that responsibility on ourselves. Just know that God is behind any one of those doors that, that we open. So I, I appreciate it, Walter. You, you brought this topic and I was like a little reticent at first because I was like, I don't know nothing about this, but that's also something that we need to acknowledge. You know, it's like, we don't know everything. And it's good to just be exposed to all parts of our faith to be able to grow in it and to to just be open to to what God's telling us with this. Listen, Jesuits get a bad rep out there in the Catholic world, but there are things from Ignatius that are very good mm -hmm. like this, you know, regardless of, of what is happening with um, I'm pretty sure like everything, there's going to be good Jesuits and bad Jesuits. Like there's going to be good Catholics and bad Catholics. But if this is something that helps you to get closer to God, by all means, that's why we're bringing it up. Um, if you didn't know about it and you feel like this is something that's going to help you grow closer to God, that's, that's um, and Ignatius ha had a, a, a big role in my conversion So that's probably why it has a special place in my heart. And technically, Father Timothy Gallagher is not a Jesuit, so. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, Double dip in a little bit there. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> But anyways, we want to thank you for listening to this episode of Barbatos Catholic Podcast, the show where three Mexican dads talk about faith, life, and culture. If you like the show, please consider subscribing to the podcast, sharing, uh, sharing it on social media leaving a rate and review on Apple Podcasts and recommending it to your friends and family. And if you didn't like it, well, just give it to yourself and let other makes make their own mistakes. Um, you can follow us on Instagram at Barbatos Catholic Podcast. Send us an email at hello at barbatoscatholicpodcast.com. On the web, we are at barbatoscatholicpodcast.com, where you will find the show notes for this episode and more. Now go discern those spirits. Get the books from Father Timothy Gallagher. And bless Solanus Casey. Pray, Pray for, for us. us. Until the next time.